Welcome to another sparkling edition of the Thought Police. And what a week to be doing it. The very week when we get a new president of the United States of America, the hilariously active and incredibly strong physically Joe Biden. Uh, I'm here with Kevin O'Sullivan. Uh, I'm Mike Graham. Um, we're going to talk about the whole inauguration fiasco because yeah, yeah. there's a lot of people are saying. So this is the guy who was elected by the biggest majority of people voting in the history of American elections. Mm. Um, but, uh, of course, they have to put 20,000 National Guard in to protect him from the people who want him to be yeah. the next president. Yeah. I mean, I know that's slightly disingenuous, but we'll get to that in a minute. He's the new extremely old president. Yes, he's the new. <laughs> let's hope, I mean, this message being recorded the day before the inauguration, let's hope he makes it. He's going to be say. a fucking disaster. Well, he will you. be a fucking disaster, no question, but let's hope he actually makes it to the end of the fucking day tomorrow. Um, <laughs> well, otherwise, he's getting know, on a bit, isn't he? <laughs> otherwise, there might he be could a problem. peel over. He's somebody dying actually, of old age. Somebody actually asked me what happens if he dies before... Um, he gets um, mm. technically inaugurated. I'm pretty sure Kamala Harris becomes the next president. I think I there's, I, well, she would. I, well, I guess so. But there's there's two sort of uh, brand new things here. You've got the uh, well, not brand new, but a very rare occasion when the old president uh, Trump is not going to attend the uh, inauguration. Right. You've got the uh, unique situation where the public will not be allowed to attend, and you've got the even more unique situation that uh, Joe Biden could be the first president to die of old age during the <laughs> inauguration. I mean, fucking I mean, hell, that would be a yeah. thing, wouldn't it? Listen, oh, like he's said, gone, he's gone. Yeah. Come on, it's not that long oh. of an oath. Oh, Just hold your hell. hand up for a bit longer. Fucking, I knew it, he, he's croaked. <laughs> we should have got you. someone younger. Told 102, you. I mean. That's right. <laughs> anyway, listen, before we do that, I've got to tell you a Much story. more important. I've got to tell you a dog story, which is even funnier than that, because um, as soon as it happened, I mean, obviously, you know when dogs really annoy you? And then, and then you <laughs> feel the really stupid, right? But here's the story. It was my son's 14th birthday last Friday, right? Christopher. And uh, so, as normal, I was working here, did my show, finished off, drive down to Sussex to see the kids. But I thought, I know, I'm a bit hungry. And instead of doing that thing that I sometimes do, which is stop off at McDonald's on the way just because I'm starving. Yep. I'm like, I don't want to go to McDonald's. So I went to Borough Market because uh, the ginger pig has started selling the most amazing beef pasties. I highly recommend okay. if you fancy one. Sounds and great. while I was there, I thought, I know, I'll get a couple of Scotch eggs because the kids quite like the Scotch eggs and they're really good there. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not cheap, right? I bought two Scotch eggs and a pasty, 15 yeah. quid. Yeah. I mean, you're talking, you know, expensive prices. Anyway, so <laughs> I, I get in the car. I put the Scotch eggs in coming. the back. I put the Scotch <laughs> eggs in the back. Now, normally what I do is I get down to Sussex and I've got my briefcase and I've got another shopping bag with stuff in it usually including all manner of things that I take with me, including my toothbrush and all the rest of it. Anyway, so, um, so I arrive, and just as I arrive, there's a, there's a parcel force van driving up the road. So I get out of the way, let him go, see another courier. So I'm thinking, oh, there's a couple of presents have arrived, that's nice. So I get there, I get into the house, and in the kitchen, which you've seen, normally there's a big dining table, right? But that's yeah. covered in balloons and presents, because yeah, that's what Christmas, we have at the yeah. birthday yeah, table, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah, normally yeah. that's where I put my bag, yeah. which is up above the level of the floor. Yeah. But instead of that, I put it just down on the floor. And then Christopher's mother says to me, oh, I think the postman's been. Can you check? And I said, well, didn't you fucking see him walking down the path? She went, well, yeah, but we were busy. So we're making Mexican food for dinner. So they, she said, I think he might have left um, some parcels by the other door. Yeah. So I put the bag down, not thinking, walk out, back outside, pick up <laughs> the two packages that are by the front door, come back in. 
perfectly willing and able to hand out various gifts that I've got in the bag. I've got some lovely food. Yeah, but what do I find? Siggy. <laughs> Fuck all. Fucking, you know, neck deep in the bag, right? His fucking head is in the bag. And I'm thinking, I'd completely forgotten. I'd completely forgotten, right, that I'd put the scotch you eggs in the bag. can't do that with dogs. And I'm thinking... Why is he going? Because I brought some parsley as well, because I had parsley from the day before, which I wasn't going to use. So I thought, why is he eating the parsley? And then I thought, Christ, he's at the Scotch eggs. And so I tried to pull him up. Could I get his head? I could not get his no, head. No, no, is it? Because Scotch eggs drive him insane. Yeah. Particularly good ones. And right? he's not, he's not, he's, he's got not them. moving. You're, you're he's not, got, get, you're he's not got getting his them jaws back. jaws round. They're the, mine now. You know, he's, he's opened the paper bag. Yeah. His head's in there. <laughs> I pulled him, I pulled him out. And sort of, you know, tried to shove him away. He keeps going back, you know. He's by the time going, I don't fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off, Mike. Because you know, oh, they're mine you now. You know how Labradors are, right? They don't care. Fuck you, they're just mine. He doesn't care. And, he's, and he's, he wouldn't even be moved. And eventually, I just had to rip the, 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 the bag away from him. He's now, like, jumping for it. And I'm, I pulled the rest of the, the, the... And he managed to only get one of them. So we salvaged one. Oh, wow, wow. Right? He'd only eaten, actually, half of one Scotch egg. You can't have that, yeah. But, I mean, obviously, he ended up getting the rest of it. Because yeah. I thought, yeah, well, might I'm not, as well, you know, yeah. might as well give it to him. But what? it was just funny. And I what? went into it. As usual, proving how ridiculous humans are, I then went into a rage <laughs> of how the <laughs> fucking dog. dog's ruined everything. He's <laughs> ruined everything. I had all this. And they're both looking at me like... You know, we were fine until you fucking arrived and now suddenly you're shouting at everybody, fuck off, go and sit down. So I went and sat down for 10 minutes. And of course, the dog was then feeling very sorry for himself. He retreated back to his bed and just sat there, you know. And I had to go and apologise. So I find myself apologising to the dog for shouting at him. And this is life when you have a dog. I mean, it was very funny. We laughed about it all weekend. And of course, all the rest of the weekend, in the end, he ended up getting all both the Scotch eggs because we just kept cutting bits off and giving it to him. Well, he deserves some. Yeah, my dog Chaz, my dog Chaz would be proud of. Uh, he would. Was thinking, you I know what? You know that. what he's like. I, I did mean, think that. Well, well we that could Chaz, say that I was we just were in the same pub, tell, weren't we? I'll tell you quickly. Well, you've seen Chaz in action. He he doesn't beg. He steals. He, food. he actually leapt at a guy who was bringing us two portions of chips, knocked one of them out of his hands, and then before the guy could even see what had happened, he'd eaten them all. Yeah, I know. I know. He doesn't. So one time, I mean, he does it all the time to waiters in particular when we're in restaurants with him. Uh, but one time, uh, my rather pretentious food secret is that um, when I get sushi, I really like uh, uni sushi, which yeah, is a I don't even know what that is. sea urchin. Okay. Uh, oh, that was a big thing at Borough Market for a, a while. Absolutely. Loads of Japanese yeah, tourists would yeah, turn up and eat oh, sea it's urchin. delicious. Isn't it poisonous? Uh, no, no, but it's fucking expensive. Mm. So... Henrietta doesn't eat fish, so yeah. it's my little treat in the middle of the is, sushi. Do you put like vinegar on it or something? You put a bit of uh, lemon. You, you, you could you sh- you could put a bit of uh, soy on if you want, okay. uh, and maybe just a touch of um, uh, wasabi. Okay, but it's delicious. It's the taste of the sea. Right. Anyway, so there it is. Two little bits, thirteen quid, six pound fifty each, Blimey. sitting there on, on my plate. And I, you know, I ate a bit of the other yeah. sushi, wait, waiting for saving it, wait, saving it yeah. for I don't know, like a special moment towards the one. I'm really looking for. Suddenly, from literally between my arm and my body, this great long spaniel <laughs> nose le- leaps up uh, between my arm and body onto the plate. Both pieces of sea Jesus. urchin gone. 13 Mind you, to be left. fair, Chasbo, I've never seen any dog like Chasbo because I've also seen him. We were in a pub once, remember, down in Sussex. Yeah. And <laughs> Henrietta was talking to me, holding a, um, a veggie burger, I think, you know, yeah. in left hand. And he had it. And as we were talking, he literally straight yeah. up took it, yeah. the whole thing, and down on the floor, yeah. he'd finished it. And you, you know when you were saying you bollocked uh, Ziggy and Ziggy <laughs> felt sorry for himself? Yeah. Uh, with Chas, you go, you little shit, don't you shout your head off him. He just stands again, what? Yeah. What, what, what? Do do? Like I give I a know. crap, you know. I know. 
Very uh, funny. They are wonderful creatures, aren't they? <laughs> Absolutely amazing beasts. But I mean, it was a great story, actually, that I thought of you. And I can't, because I haven't written it down, I haven't got the absolute details. But it was a great story that I read yesterday of a guy who's got a lurcher or something. And he took... Oh, and the limping worried, lurcher. The limping oh, lurcher. what a story. What a great story. He takes the lurcher to the vet because he's worried that it's got something he's wrong with it. He's right? broken his leg, The bloke limping, has broken right? his leg. But the bloke has broken his yeah. leg, right? But he takes the, he's worried the dog's got some kind of problem with terrible his leg. Terrible limp. Yeah, terrible limp. It takes the dog to the vet. They can't find anything wrong with the dog. It turns out the dog is limping in sympathy, in sympathy with his owner. Amazing. Isn't that great? Amazing. Absolutely amazing. tremendous. They're extraordinary animals. Talking anyway. of extraordinary animals, yeah. so the oldest man in the world is going to become the President of the United States. Yes. That's not ever going to end well, is it? It's not. I mean, the point is, this guy, Biden... Everyone, all the liberals going, oh, it's great. We've got rid of the scourge of Trump. Yeah. Yeah, here's a fact. Right? The world already it, feels like a better yeah. place. Have you heard that shit? Yeah, well, it, it, if it hadn't have been for the coronavirus crisis, which, in all honesty, uh, Trump didn't handle, handle well, but the president is not in a position to handle the coronavirus crisis in America because it is 50 states. Yes. It isn't just one government. However, he didn't do particularly well. Uh, but that's what lost him the election. He would have bloody won. He'd have walked it if yeah. it wasn't for the coronavirus yeah. crisis. His economic policies were working. Uh, they were popular. Uh, America was uh, becoming very prosperous under Trump. Right. So, along comes... And ask anyone in the Middle East, basically, um, and I know this because my daughter works yeah. out there, what he did for the peace process in the UAE, yeah. Israel, yeah. Iran, yeah. Saudi Arabia... Nobody's ever done. Yeah. And Biden will fuck all that up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but more to the point, domestically, uh, he's come straight in uh, after... Basically, what Donald Trump said to Americans is what America's all about. You are Americans. You're independent-spirited. You stand on your own two feet. You make your own way in the world. Yeah. Uh, and that's the way... That's the American yeah. way. Along and comes, we're proud to Along be comes fucking old git Biden... And he goes, oh, there's a $1.9 trillion. We're going to give you all money. We're going to help you. The yeah. government says, wear a face mask for 100 days. Lockdown, lockdown. That's not the no. American way. It's this really guy not. is acting like the American people are like, you know, the British in times of crisis. We all go, all government, all town hall. How are you going to help us? Americans aren't like Although, that. Although, to be fair, we didn't used to be like that. Well, we are fucking like well, it now. I don't now. remember it being like that in the fucking 70s, by the way, when we had the fucking cold strikes and we had the power stations shutting down and we had Edward Heath saying who governs this country taking us to an election to say is it yeah, me but the benefit or is system, it the unions the benefit system was already entrenched it was it was entrenched but it's got a lot worse though yeah I know but it wasn't worse. great in the 70s we, we have because of the uh, no I'm not saying it was great it was terrible in the 70s what I'm saying is, is that the, the, the feeling of self-reliance yeah, was still but we, a British we haven't thing. been like that until we became ever since we became addicted to the welfare state and now we're hopelessly addicted I to think it. that was down and to we do Blair not, and uh, we do, well, in times well, I think that was Blair and Brown though. well well it wasn't yeah. like that during wasn't the 90s. It wasn't, wasn't like that during the 90s. Fucking Harold Wilson. Yeah, but he Ma was he was the fucking well, he was the architect. Yeah, but, but Margaret Thatcher was not interested in fucking uh, giving people money for nothing. Yeah, she wanted people to work. The Big Bang in the 80s uh, made, made Tories people have been just as bad. People. The Tories have been just as bad as fanning the flames well, of our welfare state you know what? addiction. I would agree as, with you. As Hang on, I would agree with you. Post David Become Cameron, a British way. Post David Cameron, but before Blair. No, absolutely not. The Tories well, were still you know, seen it was still as there. the people that would it was fuck still you over there. if you were poor. It was still there. 
Uh, and we have for a long time, since the Second World War, we've, becoming, we've been becoming more and more addicted to benefits in the welfare state. Uh, and in America, it's not like that. And Biden is acting like it is like no, that. No. He is offering $1.9 trillion to people who don't want his help. Right. He's acting like uh, an old school socialist in a country that is not old school socialist. Exactly. Uh, that's why he's going to be a disaster, because his entire outlook is not American. And also half the country, let's face it, didn't vote for him. You know, you might say that in the end, his actual, you know, popular vote ended up by about seven to eight million votes bigger than Trump's. But in the end, when you look at the actual numbers of, 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 of constituencies, it's a very small, yeah. it's another kind of 52, 48 yeah, situation. Yeah. And this is a guy who will not in any way uh, calm everything down, particularly if he goes he down the route of Nancy Pelosi, who wants to go after Donald Trump. And, you know, not only prosecute him in the Senate, but also then prosecute him in all sorts of other states you, where they think he's committed crime. Yeah, well it's you, a fucking joke. Well, you, you, you've got a window into uh, Biden's uh, tortured soul uh, as this impeachment business began to uh, erupt. Mm. So when Nancy said, impeach, impeach, bring in Amendment 25, uh, the 25th Amendment, yeah. get rid of him now. Biden at the first said, I don't think we should go down that route. Right. Uh, he wanted, in fairness to him, to pour oil on troubled waters. Yeah. Let's not inflame the situation right now. Yeah. But Nancy, old 90-year-old Nancy, stomping yeah. up and down like a demented dervish, she fucking demands it. Yeah, 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 no, impeach him, impeach him, impeach him. Like a dwarf Dalek. I know. And uh, Biden, of course, just uh, shies away and mm. stops talking about it. That's the kind of president he's going to be. Whenever there's any trouble, he won't fucking raise his head above the dirt. I mean, the only thing that's good about what's happening uh, as far as I can see is that I'm told that there are a reasonable number of relatively normal democratic senators who are still in the Senate who are not going to allow this kind of Kamala Harris inspired leftism to take over the country because I can't believe that it will. I'll tell you what was interesting was that late last night um, it came out that Donald Trump was going to completely do away with all the travel bans, right? Mm -hmm. Which seemed a very curious thing to do, particularly knowing that this is his last day in office, right? Because I've worked out what he wanted to do. I think what he wanted to do was to make sure that everybody who came into the country would bring loads more coronavirus <laughs> so that in two weeks' time he could say, look, Biden's in charge, it's all gone fucking tits up and even more people have got coronavirus. I actually think it was that cynical. But of course, Biden's now already said, don't worry, that's not going to happen. As soon as I get into power, I'm going to repeal it. Yeah. So we've got this ludicrous situation where you've got supposedly the most powerful country in the world, the biggest economy in the world, being run by two old guys who were a bit like that movie, uh, that video uh, of of two tribes with uh, Frankie Goes to Hollywood yeah. in the 80s. You know, sort of throwing uh, dust on each other in a wrestling oh, ring, like I Reagan know. and Gorbachev. I mean, it's quite pathetic but, you know, in a way. The Trump's definitely doing a bit of a scorched earth wrecking he ball. He's brought in a lot of uh, measures. He's killed a lot of people was, as well. Yeah, well, he's, like, no, he's like been executed left, right yeah. and centre. <laughs> He knocked off uh, last weekend someone that all the Liberals go, oh, don't execute a donor. the best murderer. Lisa Montgomery, the woman who cut a baby out yeah. of another woman's Yeah, uh, oh, yeah but she womb. had a terribly difficult childhood. Oh, well, well a lot know. of people have fucking difficult childhoods. <laughs> they don't go around cutting babies out of other I mean, women's wounds. This is what I used to say to people, you know. Uh, it's all very well claiming that, you know, oh, the kid that just knocked your granny over the head with an iron bar was a bit fucking deprived. Well, listen, you know, we've all been a bit fucking deprived. You don't go around hitting old women over the head with iron bars. Well, that's bars. another thing that's If that you do that, you deserve to be fucking locked up for a fucking long time, that's another, you little scrot. That's another pernicious uh, syndrome that has uh, developed ever since the Second World War mm. here as well. You know, 
Oh, blame! I don't blame the criminal. Blame society. Yeah. No, blame it's all the fuck. Blame the fucking criminal. Yeah. For every person who had a terrible uh, uh, upbringing, terrible childhood that becomes a murderer or a mass criminal, uh, there are um, there are a million who didn't. Yeah. So the person who became a criminal is not society's fault. It's their fucking yeah, of fault. Yeah, course it is. And if you're going to have the or death, or maybe even their parents' fault. If you're going to have the death penalty, which they do uh, in America, uh, if you can't put a woman who cut a who murdered a woman and cut a baby out of her womb uh, to death mm. then what's the point of the death penalty I know well a lot of people would say there is no point in the death penalty and I'm not one of those particularly who's in favor of it but equally I'm also not one that criticizes another country's just judicial system you know I don't believe that we are so fucking pure in this country that we can go around the world telling people how they should operate but quite frankly um, I think we would all agree there are probably parts of all of us who would put somebody to death if they committed a particular type of heinous fucking crime. Like people who interfere sexually with children, who rape children, who kill children, who torture children. Bombers. You know, bombers, people like that yeah, fucking I mean, so scumbag why don't we have it? who blew why up the Manchester either. Arena, I mean, right? Why the fuck? I mean, luckily he's dead already. But if he wasn't dead already, you'd want to fucking kill him. The thing, the thing about the death penalty is, you know, I'm sort of diffident about it. I don't really give a shit either way, to be honest with you. Uh, although, uh, statistically, you can point to the well, fact... Well, the great thing about people on death rows are all innocent. Yeah, but, but you can point... Right? In this country, you can point statistically to uh, the rise and rise of extreme crime. Yeah. Uh, uh, dating back to the abolition of the death penalty. And that what I don't like is the fact that if we had a vote among the people mm. of this country tomorrow on whether or not we should have the death penalty, they'd vote for it. Uh, but the body politic... Do you know half the, of them the, but these, these politicians appoint themselves the guardians mm. of our baser instinct and they make sure we can't have a death penalty. Mm. The majority of people in this country want one. The politicians well, decide I'm not sure that, if that's that it's true. their job. I mean, whenever there's a kind of poll, yes, you get an awful lot of people saying yes. Well, but we haven't had a now, referendum, have we? No, but you would also get... I would, it would be another one of those referendums that would be literally 50-50, depending on which day of the week you might get 51-49, 52-48. Because, you know, don't forget, this country now is full of an awful lot of wankers, right? Many of them live in London. Many of them are Ramonas, the sort of people who now tell us that we mustn't fucking you know, go out for a walk in the park for fear of spreading COVID-19, despite the fact that it's outside. I went to the beach at the weekend with the dog, and I've never seen it so busy. Yeah, I I know. It, was, it was even busier than it was at the height of fucking summer. Well, that's why fucking Matt Hancock's having to self-isolate, well, because he went to a North London park. I'm going to have I... to say that Matt Hancock has made himself a very late entry, I think, for this week's Plank yeah. of the Week. Because here he is, a bit like Boris. He's already had the disease, right? Uh, he's, he's got himself on the NHS track and trace, which we already said last week was track, trace and fuck Track, off. trace, go fuck yourself, right. it doesn't because work. Because it doesn't work. Apparently it works for him, so he has <laughs> to follow the rules. To which I said to somebody today, by the way, why is he not working from home anyway? What the fuck is the point of him going into an office? What does he do all day? I mean, surely all the meetings that he has, he could have on a, uh -huh. a Zoom call, couldn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's not I like mean, he has to see anyone. I mean, you know, he, he, I'm sure idiot. he wasn't when he went playing rugby with his kids at uh, Queen, I don't have a problem with Queen's Park. No, that, he's, that's, that's within the rules. He's got a right to exercise with his kids. Yeah. Fine. Uh, but uh, two things about it. Uh, I think it's a bad look for a minister. He should have thought of something else. It was, it's, it's a bad... Well, no, you know, I agree with that because he's the guy who yeah. said... Well, it's not exactly act, stay act at home, if, is act it? Act as if you've got the disease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so presumably 
you don't run out into uh, yeah. a park and play so rugby. So what's the fucking message he's putting out there? Mm. Don't stay at home, play rugby, protect the NHS. Yeah. I mean, fuck off. It's a bad look, but he wasn't breaking the rules. He's that's an idiot. That's a fair enough. It's very idiotic thing for him to do. Yeah. But the other thing is, I live opposite a park, a uh, North London park, and uh, on a day when it's kind of crisp but sunny, as mm. it was on Sunday or Saturday, Saturday uh, when he, he, he was out, he, these parks are packed. Mm. They're fucking packed. Yeah. So that could be where he got himself into track and trace trouble. Well, it could have been, I suppose, and that's, that is the problem. So it might even be somebody he doesn't even know, right? Mm, yeah. Who's walked past him. Yeah, I know. Well, I, mean, exactly. I still don't really understand the system. I was talking to somebody today who said, when I asked them, you know, how did they do away with this fucking disease in China? And he said, oh, well, they had a very yeah. good track and trace system. Yeah, well, how about this? How I'm about, not sure I believe that. How about this? They didn't do away with the fucking disease yeah. in China. A load of old bollocks. Well, they just did away with the all chi- the people that had well, it. Well, no, not at all. I think they've still got it. China, the China, well, I you saw, don't know, do you? Well, you why are they all wearing fucking masks? Well, they wear them anyway. Well, they're all wearing them But this is now what we've been told. You know, despite the fact that the whole game was going to change yeah. when we got the vaccine, guess what? The game hasn't fucking changed. Yeah, yeah, I know. And now they're saying, every doctor you talk to says, oh, well, the thing is, you know, the thing about the vaccine is that it lessens your chance of getting sick, but you must still continue to socially distance and wear a mask. Yeah. So what's the point of yeah, it then? Yeah, yeah. I know exactly, uh, and uh, why are we? Ba- is the whole, whole of the West basing their policies about COVID nineteen on what the Chinese allegedly right. did, or il- the alleged state they're yes. in now? If, in case you haven't noticed, Boris, Matt, Joe, or you Westernly, Angela, uh, Emmanuel, uh, the Chinese are fucking liars. <laughs> you know, for fuck's sake! Oh, right. the Chinese did this; it right. worked. By Look, the way. It was only the end of last week I was reminded that it was a year to the day, I think it was Thursday, uh, when the World Health Organization put out their famous tweet uh, that according to Chinese officials, there is no evidence that the new uh, coronavirus, um, uh, um, new coronavirus uh, strain that we have discovered in Wuhan passes from one human to another. They actually said that a year ago last week, right? So that was the first knowledge we had of the Wuhan virus, that it doesn't spread from person to person. So we're fine. And it's taken... That was their original fucking uh, uh, judgment. Yeah, and it's taken uh, a year... Uh, for China to allow the World Health Organization representatives to get in yep. there to investigate what's going on. And you know what's going to... They will be given very, very selective access mm. to whatever the Chinese want them to see. So yeah. that'll be a waste of fucking time for of course a start. It will. But it's so ludicrous to keep looking to China and say, they beat the virus. What did they do to beat the virus? How about this? They didn't beat the fucking virus. They're just fucking lying like they always do. <laughs> Uh, or if they did, maybe they just shot everyone uh, who actually had it yeah. and just got rid of them. Well, I mean, they, you know, if they haven't, they will soon. Because if the idea that I was told today is the case, that basically everybody just has to hide away if they've got any contact with somebody who had it, then that's very straightforward and very simple. But it ain't fucking happening. And it's not happening here and it's not happening anywhere. But what we do know now is supposedly that already the uh, infection rate is falling in London, which means that actually the lockdown which was not supposed to have an effect for another two weeks, is not the reason why the infection rate has come down. So, once again, we're confronted with the possibility that the lockdown hasn't actually changed anything. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you look back at the lockdown in the summer, you know, my, my, I've always said it certainly looked as if the lockdown there did reduce 
the spread of the virus. It looks like that, but it slow, depends, slow, on, where slowed it depends down. on where you're looking well, from. Well, well, no, but it's slow, it, it, it looks as if it slowed it down. And then, of course, as soon as... But then it stops altogether. We, well, yeah, but then we came out of lockdown, September, whatever it was, and it kind of surged up again. So No, we came out of lockdown in July, if you remember. Well, yeah, we but, but, show, but right? once it got... July, to, August, what, September were fine. Yeah, but once it got to once we got to the colder months, it started resurging. So what worries me, I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence about whether or not uh, lockdowns even slow the virus down, the spread of the virus, but it's possible, right? So uh, in, in the winter... It's certainly not definitive, though. Yeah, no, it's not definitive, but uh, even if we give them the benefit of the doubt and say, well, maybe since the fact that most of the country's been pretty much in total lockdown since the beginning of November, there is a slight effect starting mm. to happen. Uh, once we come out, it'll surge again. Mm. So once again, it proves lockdowns are a waste of fucking time. They do not save lives, they postpone deaths. Well, they postpone deaths, and I don't necessarily buy that argument, but what I do buy is the argument that they punish and, uh, and make an awful lot of miserable people an awful lot more miserable with nothing to do with the covid virus at all you know we've been talking to people for the best part of the last month who are suffering one way or another from mental health problems their kids not being normal their kids being screwed up their businesses being completely and utterly fucked you know their inability to make any money their, their their future completely unknown the the prince's trust today coming out and saying one in four kids actually doesn't know how to handle this. Fucking and they're finding it really tough. Yeah. And that's a massive the, problem. See, the, massive the, problem. This is uh, what is really uh, worrying me. is because of the government's consistent, massive propaganda campaign to make sure everyone's terrified, uh, quivering in their houses mm. and thinking about only one thing. Uh, the resistance that we were hearing to these repressive measures, these lockdowns, uh, at the end of last year, uh, you know, are worrying quite rightly about the catastrophic effect on the economy, mental health, kids, education, all the ramifications yeah. of what you do, uh, which was had a very healthy discussion going on till around about Christmas. But now the government has successfully smashed that out of existence. Mm. No one seems to be saying anything now. Well, about, luckily we still are. Well, we, we still are, uh, and we will continue to do so, but everybody else has got to pick no, they're up No, tr- they're it. trying to demonise anyone who now criticises what they are doing and their belief system in COVID-19 and how they're going to crack it and bust it and finish it off. That ain't happening. You've said it before. I've said it before. You're not going to kill a virus. You just can't do it. So they might as well stop fucking trying. What about this latest fucking madness? You know, where they're now saying, oh, well, well, you know, the vaccine, ooh. In a way, it was a bit of a mistake because it's making everybody break the rules. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, they said the same about masks. They said the same about masks. The thing is, if you wear a mask, um, part of the reason why it doesn't help is because you touch it yeah. a lot more yeah. and also it gives you a sense of yeah. false security. Yeah, yeah. So you go closer up to people. Absolute bollocks. Yeah, so what they're basically saying about the vaccine is, uh, look, once you've had the vaccine, don't think there was any point to it. Right. Don't, for Christ's well, sake. that's the idiot Drakeford's don't... view, isn't it? Yeah. He's going to make an appearance in Plank of the Week as well. Mark Drakeford in Wales going, oh, I know what we'll do. Because we don't want people with yeah. nothing to do in a couple of weeks' time, we'll basically stop giving the vaccine out um, because that would be a mistake. You fucking moron. Fucking idiot! I can't say that in fucking idiot! Away. He's saving I'll up for a, he's saving up for a jacket that fits him. You see that <laughs> fucking thing he's got? Looks like he's wearing a massive also, back cloak. Also, he something. looks like he's sitting on the toilet when what he does a his. Uh, I mean, he's got this ridiculously What's limp Welsh flag behind him, right? 
when he's sitting on what looks like a toilet in this white room mm. where he does all of his press conferences from. I mean, what an absolute... Yeah, well, if you were like a, a TV producer and you're looking... You're, you've done a sort of sitcom mm. like uh, Ever Decreasing Circle or something and you're looking to cast the neighbourhood wanker. <laughs> and when Mark Drakeford walks in, you go, he's got the right look. That's him. He's got the right yeah, look. Yes, we'll have him. Bloke. We'll have him. Now, before we finish up, we've got to talk about football because last time you were here, you were all excited about a Fulham game against Spurs. Um, and I've been hearing you talking uh, to a couple of Spurs fans on the way in yeah, well, about we, some uh, disheartening uh, refereeing decisions. Well, we managed to... Uh, <laughs> we, we got a draw against Spurs, quite rightly so. Uh, gave them a damn good game. Uh, and then on Saturday, we had to play Chelsea. Well, it's all London Derby yeah, yeah. at the moment. At Craven Cottage. Yes. Don't forget, our draw was away at Spurs. So mm. that was an even better achievement. Uh, we were doing pretty well against Chelsea. It was nil-nil just before half time. Well, they're not very good this year, though, are they? Well, uh, we, I think we had a fair, fairly good chance of beating mm. them. And the fucking ref, just to, to, you know, on, the, on like the 44th, just, just as we're going into half time, mm. a guy called Anthony Robinson, American guy who plays for us, good player, went in uh, uh, very hard. It was, a, it, was a, it was a rash tackle, but it wasn't vicious. Uh, he went in. No, not at all. But really? but but you, you know, it was definitely a yellow card. Yeah. It was a yellow card. But of course, now with the new caring, sharing, take the knee, sensitive football. Yeah. Are they still uh, doing that? Bro? Yeah, of course they fucking Christ are. Christ alive! Uh, you know, he immediately raises the red card. The bloke is sent off. Okay, that really infuriated me because it kind of killed off Fulham's chances. But it also ruined the fucking game. Mm. Ruined the game. Fulham for the second half just fell back yeah. and defended. Right. Chelsea didn't play. And they managed to get, they finally got the winner about seven minutes from the end. Fucking ref, go fuck yourself. <laughs> fuck you. I love it. What fuck about, you. yeah, I talk about tosses, right? What about these fucking tennis players who have gone to Australia <laughs> in the COVID plane, right? This is a good idea. If you're going to fly halfway around the fucking world to play in a, a tennis tournament, which is entirely unnecessary, right? Yeah. What's the fucking point of having it? And then you get there and you all have to self-isolate in a hotel room yeah. where they're all hitting tennis. I'll tell you what, if I was in that hotel, yeah. I would be kicking off like, fuck, because these idiots are hitting tennis balls against the wall. Well, did you see the, the what's her name, Laura or something, or the, the English player, that she ran five, yeah. five kilometres around a hotel room? Well, I mean, not even, I mean, I've stayed in bigger hotel rooms than that. She was literally going from the window oh, yeah. to the door, oh. which looks like For about five kilometers. yards. These people, they're interesting people, aren't they? I mean, and, and Novak Djokovic, he's like the player's representative. Yeah. He, he, in a sort of like jumped up entitled way, he issued the uh, Australian tennis authorities with a 70 point uh, demand list. <laughs> you'll have to do this, you'll have to do this. They turn and say, tell you what, guy, fuck yourself. Yeah, right. Do, Thanks, it, or do, do it or don't. Yeah. <laughs> so they, I know. Fuck off, Djokovic. I mean, it really is incredible, isn't it? But this is, again, the elite athletes argument. I watched, I don't know if you watched Neil Lennon's press conference yesterday. Oh, up God. In Glasgow. It lost it. I mean, it? completely lost it. Hey, look, the boys had a wee drink after it. Well, you a little drink, you know. Well, what, what the fuck do you think you're doing? You don't go to Dubai, right? He's now blaming um, everyone apart from himself around the Scottish um, sort of health authority. He's blaming Nicola Sturgeon. He's blaming the fans. He's blaming everyone but himself well, the, because well, he took his team to Dubai where they all had a very nice time. I'm sure that it was great for him. But don't pretend that you were all socially distancing yeah, he, when there's pictures well, that show that you fucking weren't. Well, he, he said, he basically said, well, you know, we, of course we didn't socialise while we had a, we didn't socially distance while we had a little drink. Well, we had a wee drink. Yeah, you could see them, you know. Uh, and then, he, and then he, he said, well, he said, I'm not convinced about these rules anyway, which Czech, Celtic will be really fucked That'll up. That'll be about. difficult, yeah, because, because you can't you've got say, to preach you can't, the yeah, orthodoxy. Exactly right. But also, 
what was he thinking go, even going there? Because, I mean, Dubai is literally hedonist central right now. And I know that, obviously, because of my daughter, Emma, who lives there. And she was out of the well, weekend. I suppose they had a corridor then, though, didn't they? Well, they there had a corridor, a corridor then, but it's since Celtic that they shut it down. Because Celtic, <laughs> it was Celtic who shut the bloody thing down because they came back and they had a positive test. Yeah. Um, and they, they caught it there. He's going to get fucking sacked anyway. Well, I mean, Rangers are they're about 23 Rangers points are behind us. Yeah. I mean, if you lose to Rangers and you're the manager I mean, one of the funniest things you can do... One of the funniest things you can do at the moment is read Celtic fans' Twitter where they're talking about, oh, yeah, uh, the guys played well today. You know, mm. it's a good game. And you're yeah. going, listen, I don't know what went wrong, but it's gone horribly fucking wrong. You might as well not pretend that. And you might as well understand that Neil Lennon, what, whatever, whatever you might think about him, He's not working this time around. Yeah, yeah he's, he's going to get shown the red card pretty fucking yes, soon. Yes, he absolutely will. Anyway, we shall be back uh, same time next week with more uh, Thought Police. He's Kevin O'Sullivan. I'm Mike Graham. See you then. I'll tell you what was interesting was that late last night, um, it came out that Donald Trump was going to completely do away with all the travel bans, right? Mm. Which seemed a very curious thing to do, particularly knowing that this was his last day in office, right? Because I've worked out what he wanted to do. I think what he wanted to do was to make sure that everybody who came into the country would bring loads more coronavirus <laughs> so that in two weeks' time he could say, look, Biden's in charge, it's all gone fucking tits up and even more people have got coronavirus. I actually think it was that cynical. But of course, Biden's now already said... Don't worry, that's not going to happen. As soon as I get into power, I'm going to repeal it. So we've got this ludicrous situation where you've got supposedly the most powerful country in the world, the biggest economy in the world, being run by two old guys who are a bit like that movie, uh, that video uh, of of two tribes with uh, Frankie Goes to Hollywood in the 80s, you know, sort of throwing uh, dust on each other in a wrestling ring, like Reagan and Gorbachev. I mean, it's quite pathetic. Trump's definitely doing a bit of a scorched earth wrecking ball. Fucking moron. Fucking idiot. I can't say that. Fucking idiot. Really. He's, saving up for a, he's saving up for a jacket that fits him. You see that <laughs> fucking thing he's got on? Looks like he's wearing a massive also, back clothes. Also, he something. looks like he's sitting on the toilet when what he does his... Uh, I mean, he's got this ridiculously what limp Welsh flag behind him, right? When he's sitting on what looks like a toilet in his white room where he does all of his press conferences. From. Yeah, well, if you were like a, a TV producer and you're looking... You're, you're, done a sort of sitcom like uh, Ever Decreasing Circus on it and you're looking to cast the neighbourhood wanker <laughs> and when Mark Drakeford walks in he goes he's got the right look that's him he's got the right yeah, look yes we'll have him bloke. we'll have him but it's so ludicrous to keep looking to China and say they beat the virus what did they do to beat the virus how about this they didn't beat the fucking virus they're just fucking lying like they always do 